What's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Anything and Everything podcast. My name is Ty Reeves. Today, we'll be talking a little bit about the coronavirus. I'm welcoming back on the show, Ian and Onis, my two good friends and my roommate. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. Thank you for obviously coming back. I really appreciate it. No problem. Happy to be here. So um, to start it off, I just kind of want to I want to say this um, today on CNN, there was a press conference with New York Governor Cuomo, and he basically came out and said that scientists are starting to come up with evidence to say that the virus came to the U.S. from Europe rather than China, and that they had a, a diagram that basically showed the timeline, the coronavirus, and they said that people coming from Europe into JFK basically were the carriers, and then that spread throughout the United States. So let me, what is your guys' stances on the coronavirus as of now with that new information coming out? I feel like that kind of makes sense because China and Europe are pretty much connected. It's just like right there. So people can easily travel between all the countries between there to get to Europe and then fly over from there, especially with the travel ban being in China. It definitely makes sense. Definitely. Onis, what do you think? Mm. I don't know. I just feel like the whole entire virus itself, I just feel like everything, you know, the information everyone was coming out with just too early. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we're going to say it came from here and here, but we don't really have our facts of where it truly came from, you know, doing the research and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like at this point, it's kind of a race to just kind of put out information. But I mean, Cuomo has kind of been one of the better governors through these, this process with New York, you know, New York being one of the biggest hotspots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to take his word for it because I don't I don't really think that, you know, all the theories that it came from a lab in Wuhan and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really see that as true. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and there's like a, a modified like virus and it got loose type stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like people are like, oh, you know, they, they were trying to create a biochemical that can like kill millions of people. Why? Why would you try to even invent that? in your own country, knowing that if it got loose, you would kill half of your population. It's, that theory just doesn't make sense to me. The whole bat thing was kind of weird, too. I'm like, uh, from what I've heard, it's definitely not, like, it's from bats, if anything, but it's not like people ate the bats. It's like, because in China, they have, like, all their food hanging out just in the open, and then at the night, and at night, like, the bats would come, like, kind of, like, munch on a little bit, it'll take a little bite, and then that's how it would happen. They mm-hmm. contract it. Yeah. Um, just just kind of the, to keep on the topic of the coronavirus, obviously, states are starting to reopen. I think it's 47 out of the 50 states have reopened, and it's Connecticut, Massachusetts, and New York that still haven't, and they're still closed until May 20th. But a big thing going around is the protests in Michigan. Have you guys heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be for a while. Yeah. So uh, if you guys want to give any input on that, I, I, me personally, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people are out here protesting i think it's i think it's ridiculous but like i could definitely see where they're coming from they have families to support and they're not working and they need to work in order to support their families like that twelve hundred dollars is going to do nothing to help these people continue living paycheck to paycheck because that what that's maybe like two weeks out of the whole month like that's like nothing Mm -hmm. so coming from that standpoint i guess it makes a little sense but it's still like that's not going to get results they're forming a militia that then like storm the town hall and like I want results now and you know like it's definitely is not possible because no one's even following really any of the regulations that they have out to begin with so it's like 
if you start doing this, then we can start doing this and that and like start opening up the states. I mean, I just feel like from that standpoint, too, it's just like you guys aren't going to see any type of results anytime soon if you just keep, you know, not following any guidelines with social distancing or anything like that. And it's like if you're storming, like Ian said, storming the town hall with guns, like what what results are you going to get? Because they don't have the answers. Like your government doesn't have the answers. No one has the answers to anything. So it's like, what are you really protesting for? I feel like if anything, they're really even spreading the virus more because I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see any like videos of it yet, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure I heard that they weren't wearing masks and stuff. So it's like you're, you're just spreading it, making it worse. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of just obviously I definitely understand where you guys are coming from. Like these people, you know, they're they're not millionaires. They need like the money to come in and, you know, to support their families, definitely. And I think that falls kind of on the government, like the president and Congress for not passing a stimulus bill that they knew would actually help the American people for a prolonged period of time. Because obviously that $1,200 is going to do anything. Like Ian said, it might last you two weeks. Like it's really not going to do anything major. But I think in the right state of mind, you think for the greater good of the country, you would be like, you know, this spreads easily. There's over a million people in the states already, you know, that have it. I might want to stay home. So, you know, the curve keeps flattening. So then, you know, maybe by August or maybe by September, we can go back to somewhat a normal living because protesting you know, in a large group of people screaming at a governor, like they're treating her like she has, you know, the vaccine and she's just not giving it to giving it to anybody. Mm. Like she can't control what's going on. You know, she 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 has to do what she think is right in her gut to keep her people safe, because Michigan does at the end of the day have one of the highest fatality rates from the virus. Yeah, it's true. Right under right under Connecticut. Number two. Yeah, definitely. So just to stay on Michigan, obviously, we talked about the protesting. But a big thing has been guns. And I kind of want to talk about, like, bringing in race a little bit. I want to talk about that double standard with protesting in the United States. Because obviously in Brooklyn, they weren't protesting. But in, I don't remember what, what area of Brooklyn, but there was, I think, 16 arrests, 15 arrests. 11 were black, four were Hispanic, and then one was white. And basically they were arrested because they were outside in the street on a nice day. Wow. People in Michigan are out, you know, at the Capitol with, military grade weapons and you know swastikas and confederate flags but yet no one has gotten arrested and there's nothing happening so what do you guys think about that i think that's a little ridiculous <laughs> like like no. no, i definitely agree now you go it's just like is, what are, were they following like where they were a mask and stuff like that or i mean they, just... no, they but they was just it's not like you know they're out here playing basketball in the middle of the street with a group of like a thousand people like they literally just went outside like it's nice weather i don't understand why they can't go out on the sidewalk there was there was this like picture on twitter that i saw with the uh like just a whole bunch of people you know just gathered in this park and then they weren't wearing like masks or anything like that they weren't social distance at all and they were comparing that to like the people that were getting arrested on their front porch for just being outside but wearing a mask and whatnot on their own property so it's kind of like you know just doesn't really make sense it's kind of ridiculous that you would go ahead and just do that i mean maybe at the end of the day it might be a race thing but who knows i mean i think it comes down to obviously we want to especially in new york you want to enforce social distancing but for me it's kind of just like what what is making you know obviously policemen want to inter like 
enforce the uh, rules and regulations that have been in place. But it's not like they're really, you know, causing a disturbance or grouping into hundreds of people. Like literally, they're outside on their own property wearing a mask. I don't really see the issue. I feel like it might be like more of a thing where like they actually can enforce it on a small group because it's like if it's a large group, they're going to overpower that person. And then that person sees like a smaller group like, hey, I can actually like try to enforce uh, these rules that we're imposing, like wear a mask, wear gloves, all this. Because like at the end of the day, people are going to do what people want to do. If they want to go out, they're going to go out. If they want to wear a mask, they're not going to wear a mask, all that stuff. Like I work at Dairy Queen and like everyone and their mother is coming through on these these beautiful days can't really blame them but like they're sitting out in front of the store not six feet apart from each other half of them not wearing masks and they're just all clumped together like breathing on each other i'm like you're just continuing to spread the virus like that's not good i mean it kind of just brings to the like how you said enforcing too it kind of brings to what happened like i think it was either i think this earlier this week or last week late last week um the uh, security guard that got shot at family dollar for telling a lady to put on her mask and she said no and then they come back and then she comes back with her husband and they end up shooting him and he dies. So it's like, you know. <sighs> yeah, that, that, that was tragic, obviously, for someone to get shot and killed over telling somebody to, you know, put on a mask and enforce the rules. But I mean, even in West Haven, definitely do agree with Ian. People really aren't following these social distancing orders. Like I drove down the beach yesterday and skate park people must have ju- uh, jumped the fence because there was at least 15 people in the skate park mm-hmm. and then even by south street that parking lot is supposed to have a rope up and people must have just drove over the rope and the parking lot was packed as well as like the beach and i if you drove by the beach and you know the lake street beach you know how crowded it gets during the summer and it's starting to get like that and it's just insane because cops you know just drive right by and it's like i'm not saying that there's instances where they don't enforce it but I really haven't seen anybody enforce the rules and regulations. I think I mean, people just really look stupid if they're, if they're like out on lawn chairs on the beach <laughs> with a mask on. I was like, what are you doing? I think it's just really funny because I've seen a couple people do that. I'm just like, yo, what are you doing? I just think that people are starting to get tired of it, though, because, you know, I live off of Exit 8, you know, and like going down Fox and Boulevard, I've noticed for the past like three days the traffic's been heavier than it usually was you know because before everyone used to be home so there's no traffic whatsoever but everyone's just going out not doing you know not caring about wearing the mask or social distancing or anything like that people like you know all together all the time they're just like okay we could just hang out do this and not really worry about the repercussions about what happens i think it comes with the nicer weather like around my neighborhood there's people always just out like not like walking their dog they're like walking and running in a group of people Uh i'm just like you not following uh what you should be following i'm like i i don't know you're running you're a little bit further apart but still I mean, it's not really like the point yeah not to even throw shade or anything but these are the same type of people that I go to a fast food restaurant and be like hey is that person wearing gloves you know to making my food same type of people that do that though so but they're not wearing gloves themselves <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> no, that's that's true i definitely think it was last week by um by bailey down the street there was like a group of like seven or eight bikers. And it's just like, you can't bike by yourself, dude. Like throw, throw in some headphones, go on a, go on a ride. Like you don't, you don't need to be up each other's butt. Like there's FaceTime, there's WebEx, have an online gathering or something or go, <laughs> go do what we do. Go to a parking lot, you know, set up your cars in a little, like some type of shape 
and just talk to each other through your windows. Just circle it up. That's what we yeah. do. We just go, For real. <laughs> we go to high school, just circle up in our cars. We just stay in our cars. Exactly. But then there's other people down there that just like pop their trunk open. I'm like, uh-huh. and they're all like next to each other. And I'm like, this it kind of defeats the whole purpose of doing what you're doing. Yeah. So I and this is this is a something funny. What do you guys think of? People that are in their car that wear masks as they drive. <laughs> oh my god! I was. I got so this. many stories. <laughs> I was just about to bring this up, bro. I feel like if you want to wear it, you can wear it. But like, in my opinion, I'm gonna make fun of you in my head because I think you look kind of stupid. Because <laughs> like, it's your car, it's your air. It's not really necessary. Like, you're in your own space. I'm like, you don't really have to wear it. But like, if you want to wear it to feel more safe, go ahead and wear it. That's fine. But like, some people are gonna gonna laugh at you. I might be one of them. I mean, what's it called? The coronavirus is airborne, right? It's like, I think Partially. it's like airborne to a degree. Okay. It's okay. not like crazy. Like you're walking outside, you're gonna get it. Right. But like, if you're in an enclosed area and someone's coughing, you're yeah. gonna get it. Exactly. So that's my the whole entire thing. Listen, bro. If you riding in your car, windows up vents all you know blasting and stuff like that you have your mask on then i just don't see the point it's like it's the same thing with people that come to like dairy queen right and they hand us their card we swipe it and then the same people at that same time they're putting on their hand sanitizer and then we hand them the card back it's like what is the point like almost every person does that they're just like i'm like bro you're defeating the whole purpose of of what you're doing i'm like i haven't handed you the card yet But, like, back to it, I just think people that wear masks in their car are kind of ridiculous. I, I can understand if you, I don't know, I guess if you had, like, your your windows down or something like that. And you're and maybe there's, like, people next to you, then that's, like, a little bit more ex- understandable. Exactly, right. But, like, if you have your windows up and you have your mask on, I was like, all right, look, I, I like that you're wearing your mask. But then again, it's just like, uh, just why? Just why would you wear it in the car? There's nothing to, you're, you're protecting yourself from nothing right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I see people and I'm just like, it's what, it, what are you doing? Like, like. I get it sometimes, like, if you're lazy and you're just like, no, I don't want to take it off. Cool, but, like, I'll give you the perfect example. I was walking my dog down the street, and a lady drove by me with a mask on. I swear to God, she gave me the look in my eyes, like, why don't you have a mask on? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, you're in a car. Why do you have your mask on? People be mad shysty with it, yo. They're just looking at you like, you're not wearing gloves. Why aren't you wearing gloves? You're not wearing a mask. Why aren't you wearing (laughs) They give you the dirtiest look. Well, I, I listen, I totally understand, like, if you're going to stop a shop, you're going to Target, you're going to Walmart, like, just just wear a mask. Just just do it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I went to extra Target. Caution, wear gloves. That's on you if you want to or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to Target, and I see people walking around with no mask on, and I'm just like, dude, like, I don't want to wear this thing, but, you know, I, I have to because I don't want to get sick. But so, do you really just not care? Is that why you don't have a mask on in stores? I just think it's I, I just think it's ridiculous. Like the times that people wear masks, and then the times where people don't wear masks. I'm just like, what are we doing? Another thing that I can honestly touch upon that bothers me though is when people come up. So I'm I'm referring to uh, Dairy Queen a lot, but like people just come up. People <laughs> oh just come my up, god! You know, people just come up to the drive-through. They come up. They're about to hand you their stuff. But the thing is, they have their mask on. But it's not over their mouth or their nose. It's just, you know, resting upon their chin. So it's like, why do you have it on? But these are the first people that will be like, hey, that person that's making my stuff right there, that cone right there, they're not wearing any gloves. Why aren't they wearing any gloves? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of just like you're, you're, you're a hypocrite at that point. 
but they don't wear gloves themselves. It's like, exactly. it's like, like how I'm like, it's a two way street. I'm like, if you're wearing gloves, I'm like, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you that right to criticize me for not wearing gloves. But at the end of the day, like me wearing gloves and me not wearing gloves makes no difference. And kind of, because it's like every time I touch something with those gloves, I'm gonna have to take them off and put new gloves on. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to do that during a rush where there's mad people coming through. So literally there's no difference between me not wearing gloves and wearing gloves. And then like, it's just a lot easier and convenient if I just wash my hands or use Perel, like between different stuff than getting new gloves. I'm like, that's just a lot of waste. That's not necessary. Exactly. And a lot of things that people don't understand is that your gloves, you wearing the same amount of gloves, like the same gloves for a certain amount of time. It's just cross contaminating the thing. So it's like, you're not really protecting anything by wearing gloves. You know what I'm saying? It's better for you to just, Go bare hand, wash your hands every, I guess, like 10 minutes or so, and just, you know, keep pushing from there. I definitely understand where you guys are coming from. So I'm obviously not working. You two obviously are working at Dairy Queen, like you said. But, Onus, I kind of want to talk to you specifically because you worked at Amazon up until, like, what, two or three weeks ago? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that experience during the pandemic and what measures Amazon warehouses are taking to kind of protect their employees against the virus? Uh, all right. So I remember when it first came out, you know, they were kind of just, uh, they were sending out like, you know, really. All right. So when they first started coming out with it, they really just started to care more about like people's, uh, I don't know, guest time off. You know what I'm saying? So they would, they emailed us one time. They were like, okay, so for the month of April, you guys are going to get a $2 raise. And on top of that, we're going to make your unlimited unpaid time. So you don't like, you know, if you don't come in, your unpaid time isn't going to get penalized whatsoever. So at first they started doing it like that. And that went on for about two weeks. They weren't really precautious towards like uh, everyone having to wear masks and whatnot. That they they didn't enforce masks on anybody up until the time I left. I think that was for everyone. Like DQ is the same way. Like we didn't have to wear masks until like they like statewide demanded it. I think that was for everyone. Yeah, but mind you, the time that... um, dq when we were like you know every fast food restaurant has to wear a mask was the same time that i kind of left like amazon too that's true so oh yeah they they weren't really enforcing the masks on anyone people just kind of you know chose to wear it and plus they also had um before everyone came in they were checking everyone's temperature so i guess you know they did it to a good to a certain standpoint but they weren't really enforcing the whole entire social distancing and whatnot like you know some of the security guards and some people they would see you and you'd be like hey six feet and some people just wouldn't do it so it's kind of just like i don't know and I feel like the whole entire leak out of output of the way they put, um, like the way they told everyone that, hey, so-and-so had had tested positive for the coronavirus, but they would kind of leak it out like one or two people at a time, even though everyone knew that. Think about it. If you have a building that's over 100,000 people, you're going to tell me the one person that was infected didn't come across 500, maybe 600 different people in his time during his shift. And you're going to tell me that only one person or three people got sick out of that out of the hundred thousand it's kind of bogus you know what i'm saying so they definitely yeah they and they just kept saying like oh we're gonna um you know the people are gonna disinfect around like around the clock and blah 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 but it's like you didn't really see that either so i don't know so when you were working there people did obviously get tested positive for the coronavirus Mm -hmm. how did how did that make you feel because obviously you were a little bit higher up than like the average worker so so what what did that you know, finding out uh, an employee and a peer got the virus. How did that change your mindset of working at Amazon? It changes a lot because 
I mean, yeah, you can take the necessary precautions of wearing your gloves and wearing your mask and whatnot, but it's like, you know, my, like my department was like an outbound dock. So it's kind of hard for you to social distance on that dock because you have to interact with people. And mind you, the building is super loud. So it's like, sometimes people would take off their masks to talk to each other, or you'd have to get like closer than six feet to hear the other person. And like working on there, like there was a, there's like these conveyor belts, um, <clears throat> they call them palletized lanes. So like boxes just come down the lanes and stuff like that. Usually, sometimes if it's busy and there's a lot of boxes coming down one certain lane, you're going to have like five, six different people on that lane. But like the way they set it up was just different. And it would just be one person on this lane and let it blow out and, you know, just keep it pushing from there. But like you said, it did change my perspective a lot because I was like, I don't know if I really want to come here anymore because there's just way too many people here coming in. And it's just like, you can't tell me that one person that might not know they have it, you know, there's coughing and sneezing in the air and like that doesn't give it to hundred other dozen people you know what i'm saying so a little different definitely ian um kind of to switch switch topics a little bit obviously we went to uh we were at yukon before the coronavirus really picked up in the united states and when we went back or when we went on spring break there was kind of that feeling in the air that we might not be coming back what before we left campus to go on spring break did you ever at any moment feel like oh shoot i might get the virus or there's a chance of me getting the virus like on campus? <clears throat> on campus. Um, not really. I was kind of chilling, but like I definitely know like um a lot of people are taking it serious. Um people are coming in in industrial masks and stuff. And like there weren't even like any cases on uh Yukon yet, I believe at the time. Um but people are just taking it very seriously though, which I was like kind of surprised at. Like some people were definitely more serious about it than others, and then others are just like no, nah, this is nothing. It will blow over. We'll be back by the time spring break is over. Like, da 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 da. And then definitely, uh, then the school was canceled. Everyone's like, like what? <laughs> so like that. All people cared about was like, oh, like it, got no more school. But like, I want to go back to school. Like, just go to the bars. Not actually like go to school. But like, I want to go party at school. That's where they, yeah. really what they were more worried about. And yeah, everyone definitely saw like the whole spring break people. <laughs> those idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I was like, I'm like, y'all really just going down there, knowing like it's it, bad down there at the time. Everyone went down there, and just not caring, a, not a care in the world of like, oh, I got a fifty dollar plane ticket. I'm taking it, and I'm living my life. Uh, I'm just yeah. like, no. Funny, funny to say, actually, my professor, I swear to God, the Tuesday before we left. He was talking to us because he was like, yeah, like, don't be surprised if you're home for a couple of weeks. And then he was like, but to keep it real, like, I'm not going to be surprised if we don't come back because this is way ser- more, like, more serious and they're making it out to be. And, you know, three weeks later, we're getting an email that says, uh, you know, classes will be online for the rest of the semester and everybody's jaw was dropping. But I think once he kind of told me that, I kind of had like the idea in my head that, wow, we really might not come back. And to kind of elaborate off of what you said about the people that, you know, are not really missing school, but missing the life of a college student, I could definitely agree. And I feel like they they have like the right to feel like that because like it sucks, dude, like college is supposed to be what the best four years of your life. And people, you know, once we once we graduate, it's like you either go back to school or you're going to get a job and go into the real world. And that kind of that sense of being like a teen and a kid kind of goes out the door. So I definitely understand where they're coming from as far as, you know, not being able to enjoy college 
But to keep it on college, both of you are open to answer this. Something I, I talked to my mom about this. UConn and other big universities are going to suffer because of the, the pandemic, obviously. Like, That's definitely I, true. We, we talked, me and my mom talked about it. Why would a student pay out-of-state tuition to come to UConn when they could just take community college classes for free? You get what I'm saying? So either you are free to answer this. How do you think big-name universities are going to suffer because of the virus? Well, I think definitely schools having to pay back tuition or like half of the tuition for the year is already a big drop for them because we finally just got ours, which I'm very happy about. Um, so number one right there, that's for sure. Colleges definitely didn't want to do that. I thought for the longest amount of time that we weren't going to be able to like um, direct deposit into our accounts. Like they're just going to credit it for next semester. I thought they were going to do that, but I'm surprised they didn't. You have an option to do that if you want to, but yeah, um, I didn't do that. Um, and then just in general, I think a lot of people aren't going to go to school next semester because a lot of people are going to be scared. So they're going to lose money on that way. We don't know when sports are going to come back. Uh, we don't even know if we're actually going to go to school next semester too. Yeah. Same so thing. Onus, oh. kind of just, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I wanted to get a different, different perspective because obviously, you know, you took a semester off and you were going back next semester. So how, how is this going to affect your kind of your school pathway? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm more of those. I'm I'm not the person that likes to be in the classroom instead, because I just know if I ever try to do anything online, I'm just gonna procrastinate the hell out of it. So it's just not gonna work for me. But I mean, definitely a huge impact because it's like, you know, this kind of basically my decision of going back to the school like this fall kind of weighs on if they're gonna open up the schools back up or not. And kind of to elaborate what Ian was saying, too, about, like, the schools losing money and stuff like that, you got to go for, like, the big, like, people that do, like, college football. Like, imagine how much they're going to suffer this, like, this year, coming up this fall, like, with um, not being able to play the sports and whatnot. And I think, like, a school like your your guys' school, like UConn Stores, they pull in, if you think about it, they really pull in their money from out of, like, out of, like, state or out of country people. So, like, you know, if they lose that, then it's kind of just, like, they're going to suffer a lot with money losses and whatnot. Yeah, that's why I think they might not do it, um, open up this semester, because we have so many people from out of state and, like, out of the country, especially. It's just, like, mm-hmm. bringing all that in into one place is just going to cause it to spread more. If, like, one person has it, then everyone is going to end up getting it. Exactly. So, I'm like, a lot of schools willing to take this risk of it, because... May 20th is like when people are talking about reopening the thing. Like this thing is just isn't going to go away. It's still right. going to be here. We were going to be have to wear masks for like a couple, a lot of more months, maybe even a year. Like, and people are going to get sick of it. They're not going to want to do it. But I'm like, if you really want this to go away and make this like not a problem sooner, you're going to have to start doing that stuff. You got to start, start thinking long term here and not the short term. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Cause you know, I saw something on, I forgot what news channel. But to me, it's kind of like they're talking about, oh, schools can open in the fall, but students are going to have to wear masks. And for me, that just proves that it's not safe for us to be there. Like, why are you going to basically that's like basically taking chickens and like sticking them in a, a cage with a fox. Like, you feel me? Like you're, you're putting us in an area that, you know, there's a high chance that we're going to get sick. So that defeats the purpose. I just feel like obviously I want to go back to school. Don't get me wrong. Like I love being at UConn. And I love being able to play basketball and being able to work and all that. But if it's just like not safe for us to go back, then we shouldn't go back. Like just wait till the spring 
or God forbid, wait for the year and just have us, you know, go back next fall. But I obviously know that's going to take money away from the school at the end of the day, but they should be worried about our health, not really about the dollar, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think like the world just needs to take like a like a pause and just like kind of let like everything like chill out. Like the whole big thing about doing that is like the economy. Like what's the economy going to do? What are people going to do for like money and like food eventually? It's just like we I don't have the answer to that. Like I don't know what to do, but there's definitely problems that need to be solved and like definitely long term problems that need to be start need to start being addressed definitely that's not really being addressed i mean kind of really just a message to all these people at school bro like yeah it sucks that you can't you know go to school and party and stuff like that but like you have to realize too bro you can always get those like party memories back you can always get your money back you can do whatever you need to get all this stuff back but you cannot get your life back if you die like yeah just so i feel like back. like everyone even just even if we oh sorry you can go no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like say like most people like our age probably not going to die from it. Some have, but the chances aren't very high unless you have like some real underlining health conditions. Right. But it's not the fact that you're going to die from it. It's like your mom, your dad, your grandparents, they're the ones that are going to die from it. If you get it and pass it on to them, say if you're like asymptomatic, like you have no symptoms, but you have it in you, you can transfer it to a lot of people. Like the rates are like, it are crazy for the spreading of this. It's mm-hmm. like every one person can spread it to like three people. It's just like, that's like a crazy amount of spread. Like you should definitely be taking this seriously. If you even think you have it, you need to be quarantining yourself. Like, that kind of brings me to um, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas, how she was talking about like a couple <laughs> weeks ago about opening, oh opening back up the casino, the casinos. And on top of that, Anderson Cooper asked her, he was like, would you be there every night with these people at the casino? She didn't even answer the question at all. She kind of just kept going. Because she like, knew she around. was going to be back there. She yeah, exactly. trying to make money for her state. And it's like, bro, I'm like, I get it. I get it. You know, like, I don't, I'm not really an economy type of person. You know, I'm not into the stocks or anything like that. But it's like, bro, I was like, yes, it might crash and stuff like that. But you can always build back up. It might take a while, but you can always build back up. You can't you know, get speak- back the lives of these people, bro. Speaking of stocks, though, now's the time to invest here, guys. <laughs> now is the time to invest. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've I've invested in a couple stocks. I was gonna do it, but like I missed I was doing like the Robinhood app, which apparently like if you're doing day trading, I was reading like reviews on it. People are real bad. I'm also like if you're doing day trading, I'm like, why are you using this app, bro? I'm like, this is for like the everyday person. <laughs> yeah. They were really mad. They're like, my transfer rate is like uh, 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 I can't do it. I'm losing money. <laughs> I'm yeah. like I'm like, yo, I'm like, go on the actual thing, then get the get the laptop out, not your phone, <laughs> and start and do it like how everyone else does it. Why are you using an app that's like their their like uh or their predictions are like behind and all this other stuff? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's an app, bro. I'm like, it's for the everyday person, not day traders on Wall Street. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I I started um investing in. Stocks. I use an app called Publix. Anybody that is trying to get into stocks, try the Publix app. Oh, this isn't a paid. One. This isn't a paid advertisement. I swear <laughs> to God, that app is so easy to work. It's so simple. It breaks everything down for you. But I'm gonna switch to that one. I, yeah, I've put I put not a crazy amount of money. I mean, a, a solid amount of money in. And I'm not gonna say whether I've like lost or made money. It's obviously fluctuated. But mm. I know everybody's kind of like, oh, 
Warren Buffett sold six, what was it, six million or six billion dollars worth of stocks in uh, airlines. But I'm in it for the long run. So I put enough money in that I know it wouldn't hurt me at the end of the day. Yeah, and I, I like, definitely invested in the airline, and I'm just gonna like wait for the next year the way to go because it's definitely. Yeah. I feel like if you really think about it, it's definitely gonna go back up to where it was at when this whole thing is over. So oh, right yeah. now it's mad low. So you're, it's like, I don't know. If, I'm not a stock person, but from my basic understanding, my stupid knowledge of like how this thing works, this is like this. I looked at it like a month ago. I'm like, it was up here and now it's down here. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's going to go back up to where it was. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to make money at this. <laughs> like, unless that company like goes bankrupt, then you're not going to make any money. I think I choose like a reliable one that's, that you almost know is probably not going to go anywhere. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just to stay on kind of the topic of airlines, obviously we were planning to go on a trip and the trip has gone through a bunch of readjustments and changes because of the virus. You know, originally we were going on a cruise, that shot down. The way, not the way to go. Yeah, not the way to go. Then we're supposed that to recycled go. air. Then, then we were going to Florida to go to amusement parks, but now we can't really go to amusement parks because everything's closed. But how do you guys personally feel about travel right now? Um, so I went to Rhode Island actually recently and it was, it was pretty chill. National Guard stopped me. He was like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy something real quick. He was like, okay. <laughs> he just let me through. So I guess you think about that way, it's pretty chill, but that was only like a state over and uh-huh. I drove, but planes definitely probably different. Crazy. Well, we definitely asked Sager about that. Sager would know for sure. Cause he just flew back recently. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. My airport was like empty when he showed his Snapchat. I was like, Oof. yeah. But, uh, I mean, travel, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like, all right, so, like, how Ian said, like, driving, I was like, I feel like state to state. I just know New York. New York has a very strict one. Like, they ask like, you, like, not getting in there, bro, like. yeah, like, they're like, where are you going? They're like, who's the person that you're meeting with? They're like, I need to know those people, blah, blah, blah. They're like, those people need to get tested. How long are you staying there for? Stuff like that, which is, granted, good. I feel like they should be doing that anyway, because New York is, like, it's a huge state. A lot of people, the thing could spread like that. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, they should kind of come up with something for are airlines. Able, like people are still traveling, right? Yeah. Airlines, most commercial airlines are going, I know JetBlue was the first airline company to stop flights going in and out of major like hot zones. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there's only a limited amount of like flights going in and out of New York. And I'm not sure about Florida or California, but they're they're like taking more precautions than other airlines, and well, they just think, I don't think they, they did face really stop it though, because like there has to be like some travel because um this girl that I was in ROTC with like she went to Peru for spring break and she was trapped there for like a month like they wouldn't let her leave, um and she ended up having to go to like the U, through the U.S. embassy and then through there they can come back but like she was there for the longest amount of time. So I yeah. think like for cases like that, they have to leave it open a little bit so yeah. people can get back home that are like tra- caught out traveling and stuff. I just feel like once you get those people back, I just feel like airlines should not necessarily close down, but keep it open for the people that like actually have to travel. Like, like I'm talking about people. Yeah, exactly. Like businessmen or people that actually have to like, you know, go from here, like travel nurses or anything like that. You know, you if you have to go somewhere, then I suggest, you know, you just go ahead and take that plane. That should just be for them only. But like, you know, just people that are like, hey, oh, bro, you heard a round trip to Florida is only like $60. Like, bro, let's go. Like, no, it just shouldn't be like that. 
I just feel like some people should just close it down and keep it open for certain people. And they should like honestly it should be only for business, not pleasure. Exactly. Right. And they should figure out something for the airline workers too. You know what I'm saying? Because now they're, now they're not going to be working as much. You know what I'm saying? So hours are limited. I just feel like they should come up with something like money wise for them to be all straight because the unemployment thing, oof, thing, what is it? I remember last time I checked it was at like 6 million for these unemployment yeah, checks. Everyone's getting their pink slips. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's must, a lot of money. Must be nice tie. <laughs> um, so I want to cover at least, I think, two more things. These are kind of two big ones for me. Um, overall, either you could take this. How do you feel the United States response to the coronavirus was? Because me personally, I think it was actually like terrible. It was, it was terrible. terrible. It was definitely terrible because everyone thought it was a joke up until the point where people and their loved ones Are started dying in the sick. streets. Exactly. Like... So, like I said, Everyone takes action out of, everyone takes, you know, there's always a leader, right? Everyone follows the leader. You know what I'm saying? So the whole entire, uh, <laughs> I just thought the whole entire, like, okay, let's inject Clorox to ourselves. Let's do this. this oh my God. Yo, I was guys, like, how dumb listen, are you? Listen, bro. Listen, guys, I have an idea. It's a disinfectant. If it kills the virus and it could definitely kill the virus in us, we'll be immune. Let's do that, guys. Let's get it. Every one of his followers from 2016 that voted for Donald Trump decided to follow that. And there were some deaths that actually popped out of from that. So... Our leader needs to do better, or we're just gonna get a new one. I think for sure. I think he needs to to be uh, more realistic about what's going on. He's like, "Oh, we have tests. We have so many tests." I'm like, I'm "Like, where are they? When are they coming?" Like, <laughs> I'm just like, "Bro, like, you need to actually say what's happening and going on." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You can't just be like, oh yeah, they're coming. They're on their way. All this." Like, and the whole entire, like him just, you know, I mean, they're you know, downplaying Trump, it too. Right. I'm Trump like, is, can't be downplaying it. Trump is kind of like a, he's a semi-blunt president, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, you want to be blunt to an extent. You don't want to just like scare the crap out of people and be like, hey, so, or actually, you know, kind of give them false hope, really. Because he, I mean, they've kind of just, the White House in general has just been saying like, hey, so we're doing this. We might have this. You guys might be able to reopen by this time, this time. Don't ever give people that don't know things a a, a timeline, so, uh, sort of say. Don't give people yeah, a timeline. The timeline's going to be up, and they're like, why isn't it done? Exactly. It's going to be a problem. So yeah. the whole entire like May 20th thing, we already know this thing's not leaving anytime soon. So why are we going to reopen everything back up by May 20th? Now everyone's going to be like, and okay, May 20th. problem worse. Exactly. Everyone's like, May 20th, I can go outside. I can do this. I can do that. It's just like, no, just don't give anyone a, a timeline. Just, you know give it a progressive day just be like listen we found this this is very helpful this might kind of help down later down the line but don't give anyone a timeline yeah Yeah. i think they do need to do a better job of like regulating like what area gets what like new york needs a lot of uh breathing machines and then uh so they have to like go and transfer all the different stuff from other hospitals to there because they need to do like how they deal with fires like if a fire is worse they're going to send more people there at that thing at in the area until it gets handled and then they can move them elsewhere to deal with other like fires. So you do the same thing with like coronavirus patients. Like, Oh, there's a lot of people that need them here. We're going to give them to them until they're pretty much handled. And then we're going to send them over to the other place, the second worst place. until cause that's now the first, the worst place mm-hmm. they need to do it that way. And then also definitely distributing goods to actually do the test and the test themselves. Like you need the con swaps to do the test. You can't do them without it. Like you have all these tests, but you can't, you can't use them because you don't have the con swaps for it. They need to definitely figure out how to divvy up that stuff way, way better and more than they are I, doing right now. 
I I 100% agree with you. For anybody that's listening to this and is a Trump supporter, I, I suggest you, you know might want to close. Don't listen to the rest of this because he has done. Everybody's like, oh, this man's an amazing president. 2020 Trump. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. You know, wonderful. He. This has been. I couldn't uh, pick like a worse response to this. It's it's really ridiculous. First, this man is you know more worried about bashing China for you know the virus coming in here, and then he's blaming the Democrats, and then somehow he's blaming Obama. And it's just like, why does Obama always have to come out of your mouth, bro? Like, I swear to God, I think Donald Trump has a thing for Obama on the low. That's why he always has to mention him. But it's for me, it's kind of just like. According to the World Health Organization, there was a, like, not a briefing, but there was, like, an explanation that something was happening in China with the virus in November. And everybody was kind of just like, nah, you know. It'll never get here. Yeah. And then <laughs> December, 30, December 31st is when they were like, yo, something's going to happen. And then I think it was January 31st when the U.S. and South Korea got their first case. And if you compare us to South Korea... South Korea took the actual important measures to contain this thing. And they're obviously not thriving, but they're doing a lot better than us. It's and like, now you look, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I can't, I can't do it. And now we're like, we're going to talk about this next, but now we're reopening an economy and it's like some states have been open for a day. You're seeing an increase, you know, in, in coronavirus cases again. And then you have people protesting and he's supporting them, telling them to go out and protest. Like, bro, like, do you want what's best for the economy or do you want what's best for the people? Because the, at, at the end of the day, you opening up these states and opening up the country is just going to kill more people. I don't, I don't understand what he doesn't like understand about that. He also has it's not story. like I, I don't want to stay home. I'm sure half of these people don't want to stay home. But if that's what if me staying home is going to save, you know, 50,000 people or 100,000 people or however many people it may be. Then, then that's what needs to be done. I don't understand what 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 is so urgent about opening up the economy. Like I understand people aren't working, and I understand people aren't getting the money they need. Then do what Canada is doing, do what Italy is doing. Forego all the mortgages, pay every person's you know eighty percent or ninety percent of their salary. Keep these people at home, so then by August September we can actually live a half decent normal life. Mm. Like going back to South Korea, it's just like how can a country that's so much smaller than us put out so many more tests to get everyone tested. They, oh, I don't know what these, these numbers are accurate, but like they're doing 10,000 tests a day to our 2000 tests a day. And we are like 10 times as large as them. Like it just doesn't make any sense. We have a way better structure than them, but they're doing, they have all hands on deck over there giving out tests to everyone, but we're not doing the same on our, our, our part. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So just kind of the last thing I want to talk about, obviously, we talked about in the beginning, you saw the um, the map of the states that I showed you. It's only three states that aren't opened. How do you guys feel right now about states reopening? They're going to... I personally don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't either. I just know that I give it about a week and a half or two weeks. They're going to see the line increase by a lot and they're just gonna they're just not gonna know what to do at that point yeah because no one's really taking it seriously like on nice days which at the end of the day i can't blame them but it's just like you need to stay home still like on like last week we, oh my god at dairy queen we did one store did six thousand one night 
another store did five. And the next day, that same store did 6,000. We did five. I'm like, we, Dairy Queen hasn't made hours and like our money like that in like years. We've never had a busy like day like that on peak summer days, but we're doing hours like that on an April day in the middle of a quarantine when people should be inside. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you think about it, it makes sense because like we're the only ice cream place like open. Like McDonald's is like ice cream cones. I know that uh-huh. because like they're, they're touching it and they want to give it out to people. But it's just like you need to like not do that and stay home. Like why? <laughs> it's just like because instead of or, or actually really like you can come, but like just don't go up front. <laughs> go through the drive through. Like we have that drive through moving so quick, but people are sitting up front for like 20 minutes at a time there's like 50 people in front of the store not wearing masks not like staying six feet apart from each other complaining that it's taking so long and the drive-thru is moving way faster but it's like if you went through the drive-thru in the first place you'd be done and you would be completely safe in your car like, not even not even that honestly because you brought that up and that was the lady that was literally complaining last week that she thought that the drive-thru was moving way too fast and that it's not fair that these people are getting moved out faster than her getting taken up front. And to like, honestly, what I really wanted to say to her was you shouldn't be outside anyway. You should be home right now. I was like, I don't want to get what you don't understand about that. You should be home right now. That's no one should, right there. no <laughs> one should be outside. Listen, I get it. Popeyes, McDonald's, Wendy's, all these fast food places, they're getting hit right now. They're seeing an increase in numbers, which is good for the people that own those places. But then again, it's kind of just like the customers, like the people that are actually working there, they have to deal with customers, you know, attitudes, or they're having to deal with people saying, well, why isn't this made right? Honestly, they should really just be grateful that the places that are serving food are open right now, that these people are still working right now. Because real, people- like we have one customer come like every day. And he is like so thankful. He's like, "Oh, I'm so happy you guys are open." He's like, "I know y'all don't get enough appreciation." He's like, "Thank you." He's like, "Nah, I'm not thinking. I'm I'm thanking you guys right here that you guys are open." I'm like, "Thank you." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah," and it's kind of just like you know the whole entire people coming up with attitudes and stuff like that. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, if you think about it, oh well, actually no, no if you bring it back, actually, but people are complaining about, hey, why isn't he wearing gloves or why aren't you wearing a mask or why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Why aren't you wearing your gloves? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you social distancing? Honestly, those types of people, it's just like, yeah, we get it. You know, maybe the person that's making your stuff right now might be a character or stuff, but it's like, do you think, do you really think that it's worth getting yourself and your family, your kids, maybe the three-year-old that's in the backseat right there, is it worth giving them, getting them ice cream or just staying home? You know, giving them, giving them the risk to come outside, giving them the risk of coming outside and getting the virus. Is that really mm-hmm. worth their life? Is getting one uh, $3 cone, is that really worth their life? Like, people just don't think about that. But I think it really comes from a lot of misinformation, too. Like, I had the, I had this one lady in the drive-thru. She got, like, four small boots with some other stuff. And then, like, I put the lids on them, right? And I handed it to her. And she's like, how am I going to know which one's which? And I'm like, you can just, you can just open it. And you'll be able to tell which one's which. And she's like, I don't want to open it. All this and that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to open it? I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you know, because it's going to get contaminated. I'm just going to have Corona on it or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're in your car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, granted, you're with like a bunch of other people, which you shouldn't be. But like, I'm assuming, you know, these people, it's your car and you know, like what, how good your people are. Like, they, you know, they ain't got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, what's really the problem here? 
honestly and i'm like i'm like i'll take it and i'll open it and i'll tell you which one's which she's like no because you're still opening it i'm like i'm like bro i'm like do you i'm like how do you think i made that like right like it's already open in the air like not me opening it and then then me how'd you think i put the cap on like it was open like what you're saying makes no sense right now i'm like exactly well she's getting so mad i'm like i'm like bro are you even out right now i'm like if you're this worried right all i'm gonna say is to the people that actually listen to this podcast and you actually go outside and you decide to go to a fast food restaurant or any type of restaurant that is doing takeout all i'm gonna say is if you can try to thank those people because at the end of the day they're the ones that are putting their life on the lines they have families too people have everybody has a family everybody has a mom everybody has a grandma everybody has people that they care about so if they get the virus them coming to work is already them risking giving getting the virus and giving it to other people but these people need their jobs to support themselves and support their family so if you're going outside i suggest being more grateful about what you're getting right now and being more appreciative towards the people that are serving you right now, not getting an attitude or being stubborn about the stuff or, hey, why isn't this made like this? Or, oh, you guys ran out of this. Why are you guys running out of this? You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of um, fast food restaurants that are, you know, limiting the certain amount of stuff that they can give out. And people are going like, people are like spazzing on the workers. You know like, what I'm saying? I can't get this. What do you mean I can't get this? Yeah, exactly. They're spazzing on the workers. But at the end of the day, even before the virus, you have to think about it. If there's something that's not on, like, I guess a menu or something like that, it's not the worker's fault. It's the people, the corporation that owns it. All right. Dairy Queen, Wendy's, McDonald's are all chains. Okay. They come from someone that has a headquarters and they give out the demands or whatnot. It's not the people that own the store, the people that are working there. So it's just like, be more thankful. Stop being arrogant. Stop being, stop being ridiculous about the stuff. All right. You're not going to die. Okay. You're like people come through the Dairy Queen and they order like 10 large blizzards. You know what I'm saying? They got to get one for each of the family members, which makes no sense to me. Okay. You're not going to die about the stuff. Today's not going to be your last day. If you decided to stay inside, maybe, you know, come through every once in a while to get, get yourself a little treat or something like that. That would be understandable. But everyone going bonkers about like, Hey, yo, we need to go here. We need to go here. There's people from Dairy Queen. I remember it was, uh, I was in the Popeye's line, right? Got something, went through, and then I came right to work. The same five people that were in front of me getting stuff from Popeyes went to Dairy Queen. And then what they did, they went to McDonald's right after. So it's like you joyriding it, doing all that stuff. It's just not really helping any better because you can still get the same thing tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't know, just be more appreciative of this shit. I definitely agree. My final thing that I would say to, you know, anybody who listens to it, whether you're you're this podcast, even if you're a child, you know, college student, a friend, family, an adult. Just stay, just please stay at home, bro. Like, you going out, I understand essential workers, if you have to go to work, go to work. Do what you got to do. Just just please stay safe. Constantly wash your hands, all that good stuff. But to the college students, if you, if you want to go outside and go to the beach and be in a group of, you know, 50 people, don't be surprised when we don't go back to school until, you know, next spring or next fall. Same thing with, with the people that are protesting in Michigan. Y'all want to protest with your AR-15s and your swastikas and all that. Don't be surprised when you're not working for another year. So to wrap it up, Onus, Ian, thank you for coming on again. I really appreciate it. Um, For anybody that listens, next week will be episode five. Not sure what we'll be talking about yet, but stay tuned. Uh, That's Ian. That's Onus. I'm Ty. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.